my god <laughs> need a vacation uh, it's like week fucking two week one week two, no week two i feel like but the typos remain consistent your typos per 60 remain elite um, i liked when you said um retool when you meant to say yeah I'm i know like, this I woman has worked phone, to the bone <laughs> i think my phone like just knows words i like overuse apparently and it's just like this is probably what she meant Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Too Many Men. My name is Allison Lucan. And as always, I am joined. We talk about this a lot, you guys, but we have to because it's so fucking good in terms of content. Our style queen, our style maven, Sarah Sivian, about to travel. Another surprise journey coming up. Sarah, how are you today? I am fabulous. Yeah, the style rankings are out. I was a little disappointed, but there is a slow burn to the season when it comes to NHLers looks. And you notice when they actually start scoring goals is when they feel like they can actually dress up and take risks. So I don't know. I loved Line's little opening night red carpet look, and he had a little 29 in his hat. So that was such like a good custom- detail. Yeah, I love that well, you saw that. Always looking out. It was awesome. It was awesome. And of course, we would be nothing without, although we could do without, the wrestling queen. <laughs> Shayna Goldman. Shayna, say hi and don't talk about wrestling. Hi. Good job. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> Allison, can you tell us about your week? This is going to become a new segment. Can you tell us <laughs> what you did this week? You did some cool things. We want to talk about it. Well, oh, uh, oh, I raised the flag on top of the Starbucks headquarters to start the crack and home season. That's cool. Yes. It was did you get cool, Starbucks after? Yes, I did, of course. But listen, I've loved Starbucks for so long, and I know that there are people who are anti-Starbucks, but I am pro-Starbucks. I love Starbucks. It brings me joy, and I was it was actually very, very cool to be able to go there. That was awesome. I What's your it. go-to was- order? Well, so it's, it's seasonal, right? So for yes. my, my go-to lifetime is a non-fat hazelnut latte. However, when the gingerbread latte was out with the gingerbread syrup, that was my gift during the holiday season. But they have ixnayed that, which still makes me cry. However, I've now transitioned into a brown sugar latte with oat milk. That's good. The the shaken espresso one, two slabs, but now they have the apple crisp shaken espresso. That is good. That is good. good. The other one was good. What is it? It's like the iced apple crisp macchiato. It's good. It's a lot. But the shaken espresso one is really good. It's perfect. Yeah. I love all the memes that are like me after the shaken espresso and it's like somebody gyrating, but it's also- I know, I, I take like hours. I sip on mine for, like mm-hmm. I get it with Rich and he, he drinks it in four seconds flat and we'll get extra shots. And me, I'm like, once up here, once up here. Cause I'm the kind of person that will stay up all night and like, mm-hmm. I don't need help. Yeah, they're very good. Did you uh, do anything else cool though? Oh, I, I actually got to throw and catch us a, a salmon or I don't know if it was a fish with the guys from the Pike Place Market. <laughs> They came and, and they let us throw the fish like they do. At How awkward market. is it like holding a slimy fish and throwing it? So it's not super slimy. They like dry it and make it so that it's they were wonderful teachers. It was a lot of fun. It was a good time. Go team. Go team. Allison is like a, a woman of so many hats. I know everyone thinks you're just a nerd and I love how like everything you're doing. You're like, no, no, I can do this too. I can throw fish and catch fish. I'm going hiking with players and horseback riding and fishing. Like not everyone can do that stuff. It's so cool. Mm. Okay, I don't like this segment anymore. Our little superstar. Stop it. (laughs) All right, here we go. It's time for Sarah's favorite segment. Sarah, what time is it? 
Bit O News. Bit O News. Piper Girl, we need you with our sound effects. We love we you. We need sound effects. Yeah, F Little drum set. Little drum set. Um, all right, here we go. Bit O News time. There are some headlines in the NHL. Um, and unfortunately, a couple of these start with some injuries and um, two significant knee injuries, one very, very significant. Um, and that is Montreal's Kirby Doc, who is out for the rest of the season, ACL and MCL. And then today it was announced that Winnipeg's Gabe Velarde, who um, from what I was taking in, uh, Winnipeg was very happy with, comes over to them in exchange for Pierre-Luc Dubois in that trade during the offseason. He is out four to six weeks with a sprained MCL. Two different players, two different teams, obviously, two different diagnoses. But uh, Shana, which one of these or both do you just want to comment on? And obviously the doc loss is the most significant of the two. Yeah, the doc one, I think I know it's easier to look at that and go, well, it doesn't matter. You know, the Canadians aren't going to be competitive, but it feels like he had such a good year last year, like getting out of Chicago and getting that fresh start. And it feels like this could have been a huge year of progress for him and for the Canadians to know what he can do. And, you know, just building a healthy top six now that they have Caulfield back. And it's just so unfortunate. It's so unlucky. And you hate to see it. You hate to see any injuries. But when it's something like that to a young player that it's like a full season, a couple of days in, you spend your whole summer training for that. that that's terrible. Sarah, what did you think about these two? Is there one that stands out to you or or one that you think is most concerning? Yeah, Doc, it just absolutely sucks. He had two assists in two games. He was only averaging around 13 minutes time on ice per game. So that's a pretty good point per game stat there. I don't know. I'm not a mathematician. But he was looking really comfortable in the games that I watched uh, with the Habs. And he had such an opportunity in front of him. And he was one of the reasons the ongoing rebuild is going to was going to be more fun and tolerable for Montreal fans. So now we all suffer because we all have to listen to them being miserable online. So it sucks in so many ways. <laughs> all right. Um, another piece of news that's been out there and we were waiting to talk about it till it got a little closer. Well, guess what, friends? It's close. Um, coming up next week on October 24th, tu- Tuesday, or as Shana wrote here, here, Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> it's not a Shana update with a typo. Oh my God. We had a vacation. Uh, it's like week fucking two, week one, week two, no, week two. I feel like, but the typos remain consistent. Your typos per 60 remain elite. Um, I liked when you said um, retool when you meant to say, yeah, I know. Like, this I woman has worked phone, to the bone. <laughs> I think my phone like just knows words I like overuse apparently. And it's just like, this is probably what she meant. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but anyway, so guys, this is something that we were holding on to because we wanted to talk about it when it got sooner. But guess what? Sooner is here. And that is coming up this Tuesday on October 24th, which is one of those wonderful nights that we all love when all 32 NHL games are, all NHL teams are playing. Um, ESPN is going to be hosting the Frozen Frenzy. It's an NHL version of NFL Red Zone. It's going to be hosted by John Buchagras. And the report is that it's going to show every goal power play and hit i legitimately don't think there's any way they're going to be able to show every hit and quite frankly i don't need to see every hit um i'd rather see true red zone coverage which is high-end scoring chances and goals yes exactly special teams um 
but that's my change. Um, I don't need to see the hits, but I would like to see more of, of opportune key moments in the game as well as scores. Um, Shana, what do you think of this concept? Are there other changes you would add um, or other personnel? Um, as we know, schedule staggering is something I am incredibly passionate about for some fucking reason. Um, I love the idea of this, right? Like all 32 games, all, 30, <laughs> all 32 teams in action, I think is great. On a Tuesday, though, I feel like this is something that should have been done on a Saturday, honestly, because I think the Flyers are playing like an 11 p.m. Eastern start because they're out west, which is a tough one. Um, It feels like there's an opportunity for the NHL to build. Right. We saw the first day of the season. The staggering was nice. This, in theory, is a good idea. I think it's fun to do it once in a while. Absolutely. Where you have everybody staggered by 15 minutes. That's great. Wonderful. And to have that red zone type coverage i wrote about it this summer we should have that we should have every six on five power plays scoring opportunities if there's not many games on do it even if you can't do it every single busy night which tends to be tuesday thursday saturday do it every saturday it just feels like this is something they one should have tested out on a saturday two they should prioritize things like six on fives and i'm not saying don't show the hits there's going to be tons of open air space and you're going to want to keep it covered the entire time with video of live action or action within the last few minutes so it's a it's a good starting point but it feels like the NHL got it out of their system in October and now it's going to be back to the same old shit. If you look ahead at the schedule, there's many, uh, you know, zero games or one game nights Ugh. and two game nights, Mondays, Wednesdays, Sundays, like the scheduling's terrible. And it's not just, oh, they don't want to compete with NFL Sunday. It's just everything. So there's definite work to do. But if this works, I hope the NHL takes something from it and actually tries to do this more often on a Saturday night, because I think that's how you grow the game, right? If this is playing in a bar and people are sitting there watching goals, which is what tends to attract people to the game, you know, they might get a little more excited about it. It's good coverage that, you know, I would say, I think bars would be like hyped to do this and it would help grow the game just a little bit. Sarah, do you like it? What changes would you make? I don't know. I thought it was a pretty cool thing at first. And then you start thinking about it and you're like, wait, why does red zone coverage exist? It's because there are so few NFL games and all of these games mean something and people like want to watch them. I think I'm not like a hater of it, whatever you do you, but there's a reason there are highlights and it's impossible to watch every NHL game at once. And there are so many games happening at the same time. And then it's just a different nature than the NFL. And I think what's the other point I wanted to make? It's just, What's the other point I need to make? I, I don't think it's not really doing it for me, you guys. Interesting. I just, no, I, it's it's fair. It's fair. And I think I could go either way too. Um, but you know, I do think as you were talking, something that popped into my mind is if this works and if it became a regular thing, I'm with Shane. I think it should only be on like busy nights. It shouldn't be on a night with like two games. Yes. However, I will say, I don't know, maybe I'm the only person that did this, but last Friday, there were two games on, and it was Arizona at New Jersey and Pittsburgh at Washington, right? So what game did I pick just on surface level? Pittsburgh-Washington, because that was the game I was going to watch. And then that game was like totally boring, and Pittsburgh controlled the entire game. And then I was like, oh, I'll just switch over. And Arizona-New Jersey was so much fun. So I think if they did this on busier days does this maybe start to force you to think about check out the other game or maybe that team yeah. that you don't know a lot about or that market you don't know a lot about you start to see them and it helps the marketability of the league to to a casual fan even if this thing doesn't happen every single night 
I agree, that, kind of, it. but does it like hockey is in nature just so different than the NFL where you could, there's so many stoppage times True. with the NFL too. And it's like just coming in on a goal is just like a highlight reel to me. Like, how is this any more different than a highlight reel is my question, but I guess it's still better to have more coverage on ESPN of hockey and to highlight these things. But if it's a one-off and if it's just kind of highlights and hits and things like that, I do wonder if you're going to get the full picture of an NHL game. That's the thing though. You're, you're not, you're not going to get the full picture of a game. I feel like the thing is like the NHL starting point before they even like talk about it, something like this would be just balancing out the schedule in terms of nights played, right? Before we even get to times, we're not going to think everything we talk about with the schedule, Shane is going to bring back to this. I'm going to bring back to this. And she's right. She is right. If you have seven, seven o'clocks at once, right? They're all at the same time. We're all watching intermission. That happened Monday night. There were only five games and they were all at seven o'clock, not at 7.30, not at eight, not at 10. There but was why great- is that? Because they count so much on ticket sales and they haven't done a good job of marketing this to TV or other yeah. viewing audiences. Yeah. So it's all, what is it? You know, chicken and egg situation we're dealing with. Yeah, here. exactly. And because there are 82 games, I just think 100%. that's something that... Yeah. I've been thinking about with the red zone comparison. It is somewhat unavoidable, but they could do it so much better. It just feels like they need to figure out a way to have it that the schedule isn't so heavy certain nights and then figure out one day to just own. Like if you could just own Saturdays. I know you go up against college football, but it's not like the NHL truly gives a shit about that if their schedule is already packed on a Saturday, right? And you start, say... You do one 12-30 game, especially once college football ends, we know there's going to be more national games in the afternoon. And then say at 5 o'clock, you have it that there's three fives starting and two sixes and three sevens and a couple eights. I think then you have this red zone product going at the same time of this staggered night that starts at 5 o'clock and the last start is 10-30 or 10 o'clock. You have a way that there's three, four games going on at once and then that builds. And that's when you can really flash around a bit more. You'll see better chunks of games than hey let's do it where we have 10 games starting at seven o'clock because then you're only seeing goals i think you'll have a better shot of all right live action let's go here okay this power play like there's a way to do it and own it especially in big moments even if it was a monthly thing or they only bring this out down the final stretch right every march and april saturday night here's a red zone event so you can see what's going on as the playoff race really heats up from deadline day on they could do something like that well i would uh, here's what i want actually and shane has already had to listen to me bitch about this before we even do this red zones shit, give me one accessible daily recap show. Like on a day, Sarah, you're muted. <laughs> you can, you're going to have to clip that because you can see me screaming because literally, yes. And that's what I'm trying to say with this whole thing. It's like, we don't have that one show. Right. In yeah. in America. In America. And, and yeah. hold on, let's, we do have NHL Network. We do get on the fly. Yes. But if you don't, don't have cable, do we? you don't get to see it. If you don't, no, no, no. If you don't have not just cable, like advanced sports packages cable, because NHL Network yeah. is not easily accessible. There is no way to stream that. If NHL.com had that show on it, that, you know, an hour after it aired, who cares? Or the next morning it's available to you. Here is one hour of on 100%. the fly. That would be fine. Well, because listen, literally when there was, it was how many games, Shana, when I texted you about it, like it was going to take me, if I wanted to go back and watch Saturday night, the right? five we minute recaps, it. the five minute recaps from every game, I was going to have to spend two hours and going back and forth and navigating around the shitty NHL.com site, which we'll get to in a second to watch all these recaps. Like give, if you want to grow the game, give to Shana's point, give me an hour. And yep. let's remember that 
when I had a high-end cable package, wherever I was, I could watch all the other high-end cable channels I was paying, paying for, except Mm -hmm. NHL Network. Can't stream Mm -hmm. that. So love that insane. personally i love i really do love that we wanted to watch the other night giants are playing it's sunday night football and we obviously i had that on cable i wanted to watch sends lightning the second Giants started i couldn't stream the hockey game and i was like oh don't get to see it so instead the next morning i'm catching up on it every yeah. single morning i'm i like when nhl network does it too they have the condensed games that you can yeah. watch that it's like a 40 minute version of basically i'm watching those like i know but, but that's also like and I love you, but like I can't Not do yet. that. No, I, like I no, no, no. Have, that's like, like my morning routine. I'm answering emails. I'm doing whatever, and I'm watching that. I don't want to do that. Right. It's just I can't. My brain after Saturday night, right? Like Saturday, there were so many games going on, and it's great, and wonderful. There was so much action on, and we want to catch as much of it as we can. And it's like I feel like I'm playing from behind every fucking Sunday morning, every Wednesday morning, every Friday morning, trying to catch up on the night before. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you don't have to see all that. You do. You want to keep up with what's going on. You look at Saturday's schedule. There are some great games on. They all fucking overlap. If I want to watch Rangers Kraken and see Allison kill it on the broadcast, and I also want to watch Avs, you know, Canes, my attention split, then there's Jets Oilers at the same time. I'm going to want to watch that. You simply can't absorb it all. And shouldn't the league want that? If their marketing point is the game markets itself, you need to make it that people can fucking watch the games once in a while. Well, I think we've established that we're fine with or without Red Zone, but we really would love I a want recap it. show. Someone no, I want it. it. I'm saying yeah. it. I want that in addition. I want it all. And I know it might be asking for a lot, but you are a major league. You are the fourth in the U.S. right now for a reason. Like, I want it all and it will benefit you. Help me help you. I'm curious yes. to see it. Yes. So we'll see what it is. But someone else, please give us a recap show. Um, the other uh, last bit of news that we did want to talk about quickly, and I think we'll give kind of our initial impressions here now and see how this unfolds. Um, but it's a report coming from Elliot Friedman um, today via Twitter, and I'm never going to call it X, I'm always going to call it Twitter, that the NHL has officially notified teams it would like to hear their opinions on, quote, decentralization of the draft, which means having clubs stay at home while prospects attend NFL NBA style. If there is a desire for change, would most likely be in 2025 outside chance for 2024. All right. Let me just say, I think this is dumb. And if the teams aren't going to go, and I don't care what other leagues do, if the teams aren't going to go, then no one should go. Just make the whole damn thing virtual again and get it done in four hours like we did the COVID year and everything was so much quicker. But I hate this. And people are saying it's too close to free agency. Guess what? You guys are in charge of the dates. You control your own schedule. You can move things around. If you would like more time, you can actually reschedule things to different points in the year. Madness, I know. So I think the draft should stay as it is. Sarah, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And the reason they might be arguing that it's too close to free agency is because the draft is when a lot of the insiders and a lot of people get scoops because everybody's around. But Why is that a bad thing? When we talk about growing the game, we talk about having coverage and having people in the know, like you see Woj and many people in the NBA kind of go back and forth and that's its own sport in itself and brings so many eyes to the league. And it's only a good thing if there's coverage for your league. And I'm not saying that's the reason why they're saying no more draft, but it sucks. And I joked about the draft is about me getting drunk in various cities. And that's true, but it's also about 
putting names to faces and ha- maintaining good relationships with media members and teams and Gary. And there's so many little housekeeping things that go on at the draft that really help league and media and team and league relations. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's sure. just like, why do you want to distance yourself more from that? Well, and another thing that I heard too was some people were saying that um, they that teams don't care for the draft floor setup because tables are too close and you don't really have confidentiality or access to have the kind of conversations you want without another team being able to be here. Again, news flash. You are in charge of how the event gets designed. You could put teams in different locations. You could spread out the tables. Madness, I know. Shayna? You can have little phone booths. You could figure out little privacy phone booths. I don't know. You have money. You're the NHL. This is a thing that, like, I get it because I get if they're saying, well, it sucks watching round one on TV because it's so long and slow and everyone has to walk up. Then guess what? Maybe after the first two picks, don't have people walk up. Mm -hmm. Make it like the rest of the rounds. If it's not a big TV event, do better. Like, there are ways to make it interesting if you just spice it up a little bit. There are definitely things that you can do, you know, different people in different positions. And maybe when someone's walking up, you make sure it's flashes to an analyst or you do something. So you're not just like searching for the perfect shot, not knowing what to do. My complaint is definitely that's way too close to free agency. But again, like you said, like they control it. For me, had my flights worked out and had I not gotten completely fucked this year, um, I was not going to stay for day two of the draft. I don't write about you know, the boy auction. It's not for me. I don't study prospects. I don't plan to. I knew I could leave day two of the draft, have a second to refresh and be ready for a big day like free agency. Not everybody can do that, you know, and I shouldn't have to make that decision. I feel like it shouldn't have been like it's one after the other. They can make free agency July 10th. Yeah, I think, I mean, this is very much like I didn't like the soup I was eating. Therefore, I went and I tore down the grocery store and moved to a different state. Like, <laughs> there's, I'm not saying that you can't have complaints with how the draft works. But then look at what the complaints are with how the draft works and see if you can't address them. I would also offer one of the comments was that teams were saying, you know, it's a pain and it can be expensive to fly all your scouts to one city. And then you usually go back to your home city for free agency, what have you. Guess what? Respectfully, of many NHL markets, your scouts might think it's cool to be able to go see a different city like Nashville or like Vegas or like Toronto, like Give them the perk of the trip, too, and it costs just as much to fly them to your home city as it costs to fly them to Nashville, arguably, when this is all said and done. So, again, I just say it's not perfect, necessarily. Fine. Totally valid. But what are the concerns? And let's see if we can address them before the answer is just like, oh, nope, change it and make these poor, sweet babies sit there. Now, what, they have to sit there in an arena and then they get drafted and they have to shake Gary's hand? Right. It's so unprofessional. It's I mean, like the NFL and the NBA make it work. And I'm sure there are things you can take from other leagues to try to improve it yourself. But like, I don't know. I feel like this one, it just feels like you definitely need some help with it because it's going to be awkward too. Like, how do you handle coverage? Do you send people to go talk to the prospects? And then you also want to make sure you have someone at the GM's availability. Like it's, it feels like anytime the NHL gets something right, and this year, I think the big win was the awards and draft in the same city. It felt like it was more fluid. It was less travel for people. That's a cost-cutting way. Don't have the draft and the awards be somewhere else. Have it that, you know, on Monday, it's the awards. On the draft is Wednesday, Thursday. And then have free agency a minute later. There's a way to do this and balance it out and cover costs so you're not traveling twice 
why don't you start there? Even this year, it sounded like maybe they'd be together. Then it was, oh, maybe they're going to be in two separate locations. Like, why is this even a question? 100%. So again, NHL, you should hire us because we could fix all your problems. Um, we really could. There's a long list of problems that we have the solutions to. And we know that the NHL is listening because everybody loves us. Everybody's listening. We know that already. Like, just just slide into our DMs at this point. You don't have to, like, lurk in the shadows. Well, the NHL may not want to be listening for this next one because, <laughs> folks, we are back um, with a shit list entry. And um, ironically, it's funny, I have built my process to usually avoid this for the majority of, of my day-to-day -day work um, because of, of the information I usually work with. But if you did not already notice, uh, <laughs> conveniently, what, one month before the season started, the NHL thought it was a great idea to completely redesign um, the back end of the CMS system that all team sites sit on and live on and also the NHL site itself, NHL.com. The app is also new. Other than the fact that now you can change your app icon to match a team that you like. You folks, could always do that. Well, I, I picked a team and it never did that. So oh. I have a list of grievances. This is just a mess. Everything from articles that have come over on the team websites are being reformatted in funky ways, making some of them literally painful to read. To the fact that when I pull up the scoreboard now in the app, I sometimes have to pick the day it is. And we can be halfway through a slate of games and everything still shows as not started yet until I refresh the damn thing. This just seems like a very poorly managed IT project, soup to nuts. And I can say this because I used to manage those many moons ago. Sarah, have you had to come face to face with the reality of what NHL.com and its app currently are? And what are your thoughts? Yes. For me, in my job, it will be sometimes more bare bones of oh, every a sentence about every team. And you want to look up one player, just his bare bones stats without going too in depth about it. And the NHL.com pops up first. You click Connor Bedard stats, then you click that. And now every single time it says, oops, this link is broken. It's like, how do you, this is the most important thing that people look up. So they're going to, screw over their own SEO because the other sites like Hockey Reference or ESPN, whatever, have these same databases. And it's just, there's no explanation. There's no, I don't know. It just sucks. That's a really good point, Sarah. There hasn't, I mean, so much of what I used to preach is that it's not just the change, it's managing the change and proactively communicating, hey, here's where you can find something now, or here's how mm -hmm. something works now. Because even if it's not a change that I like, if you tell me what the change is, I'm at least prepared to manage the change. Shayna, I know that maybe you don't spend as much time on NHL stuff either, but where are we on a scale of one, I hate it, to 10, I love it, with the new NHL technology? I'm at like a negative fucking four. I hate <laughs> the schedule. Okay, I use NHL.com every week for my fantasy column because I make my little scheduling matrix. I have a system. It oh, that's worked a good matrix. Yeah, it's really cute. Uh, someone used to write fantasy articles with me. We were a great tag team and we had all oh. these like fun ideas together. The old days before someone got fancy and worked for a team. Um, but I cannot stand 
first of all, you copy paste it over just to Excel and it's, it doesn't even tell you which New York it is. It's completely fucked. You can't go by more than one week at a time, which is very annoying to me. When you're scrolling on the app day to day, I'm someone that likes to look ahead, right? I like it's a Monday. I want to look ahead and find the games I'm most interested to watch too, because I might try to figure out something to write about those and make sure I have extra attention or figure out how I'm going to sort my brain when the NHL's schedule is throwing up at me and you cannot scroll past a week you have to then go to a different page go to the calendar it's so fucking stupid i get annoyed and i go elsewhere it's basic shit you want right same concept as before the nhl's only marketing ploy is the game itself you are making it more difficult to figure out how to watch it where to watch it how to stream it what like where it's available if you're taking these things away and you're the casual fan, you're just going to go, you know what? It's not worth it. Do you know how many games there are like for baseball or something? If you're looking at it and you're like, I'm not sure where this game is. And I'm like, I don't give enough of a shit. I'm done looking for it. I just mm. don't watch it. I'm going to move on to the next thing. And I like baseball enough. I'm a baseball fan, but if, if for hockey, I'm sure that happens for people too. And those are the fans you want to be marketing towards. You want to make this game a little easier to, to watch because there's no other marketing ploys out there. Yeah. So um, it's going to be interesting. NHL, we hope you figure it out because we'd love for you to be off our shit list, but you're making our jobs harder. Um, and that makes us mad. Um, we do have a very quick update. I can't, you guys, this is why this segment exists because it is the most ridiculous news that everyone feels that we have to talk about and react to. And yet here we are, Shana, what time is it? How does it affect the Leafs? I... <laughs> Go ahead. How does it this? I really thought, you know what? This segment I thought this week was going to be about everyone being so obsessed with Ryan Reeves now that he's in the Toronto market. And it's very funny to see people like days later, we're talking about a Corey Perry, Ryan Reeves fight. That doesn't fucking matter at all. But no, we have something bigger to talk about this week. Go ahead. Maybe believes they're changing their goal song because their pursuit of happiness, I guess they didn't realize what the song was about. Which was about. Just... Go ahead, Sarah. It's funny. Okay, so what happened was, I guess they didn't realize that the they could not Google the lyrics and see that the lyrics say "hand on the wheel." They don't drive have computers there. They don't yeah, have the money no for computers, computers in that organization. I now hear. that Dubus is gone, um, no computers allowed. But um, the lyrics say, "I don't care, hands on the wheel, driving drunk, I'm doing my thing." The whole song, if you know Kid Cudi, which is why it's not a happy song anyway, so maybe should not have been the goal song to start with. But it's about how miserable he was using substances to try to find happiness. He was on the pursuit of happiness. He wasn't at the happiness. He didn't have the happiness. He was pursuing it and he was driving drunk and that was not good. And I guess people complained and now they are taking the song away. I, I just think it was funny to see like Luke Fox, uh, like official, um, Leafs reporters yeah. tweet like actually Kid Cudi wasn't supporting drunk driving like it, it just becomes such a thing when it's about the Leafs and I mean hey I don't think you want to promote that message whatsoever but I do think you could have googled the lyrics and I don't think a goal song should be something so complicated that we have to go through layers and layers of lyrics Maybe their song should be complicated by Avril Lavigne and just solve it for everybody. You know, because they don't want to call their friend Justin up for some reason to make a custom <laughs> song. I, I don't even... What do we think, just quickly, of songs like with lyrics versus non-lyrics for goal songs too? Because I feel like I saw that kind of discussed a bit. Like, should it be something fans can sing along to or does it not matter? Columbus's goal song doesn't have words. 
but it's, it's still fun and people love it, right? Well, well you have the cannon going off. Long. You have that. It's that Loxley song yeah. that, whoa, oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you got yeah. the uh, Rangers one that's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. Kelsey Dagger. Do they still do that? Yeah. I think so. I don't yeah. know. Why not, I guess. The Hurricanes have Petey Pablo. Um, there's so many F-bombs in it. North Carolina, come on and raise up. Take your shirt off. This the is, wild this is just what the leaves right? have brought us to singing on the pod, my friends. This Petey is not Pablo. a good day. <laughs> motherfucker. That's what it says. And one time I asked Sebastian Aho, he didn't know anything. He's from mm-hmm. Finland. It was like one of his first years. And I asked him if he could pick his own goal song, what would it be? He goes, I guess the Raise Up song. I'm like, this guy from Finland knows Petey Pablo because of this. So that's hilarious. But it's random. So we thank you, the Leafs, for giving us the most insane stuff to talk about because everyone is. Um, Let's move on. Uh, We asked y'all last week if you wanted to participate in a mailbag and my goodness gracious, did you respond? So we'll do this on a monthly basis. It's time for TM mailbag. That's TMMAL, I guess. Uh, We'll figure it out. We're workshopping this. Um, And as promised, um, the first five people, um, uh, I will read your names here at the end. As well, to clarify, we went by timestamps. We're pretty sure we got it right. Um, if you can message us, um, Shana, what's our email address again? Too many men podcast at gmail.com, I believe. She says with confidence, too many men podcast at gmail. You always ask the links or the names and shit, and it just it escapes me every time. Yeah, to you- to the number two many oh. men podcast at gmail.com. Fantastic. So if you can please email to us your mailing address, we will send you a roll of pride tape. We'll go through those names at the end. Um, But we want to go through some of the good questions we got on the mailbag. And we also want to thank those of you, while not officially mailbag, who sent us pictures of how you prided up your team jerseys. Um, There were some really, really cool and fun and creative ways that you guys are still showing your pride on your jerseys. And kudos to you. Um, mm-hmm. and shout out to all the haters who literally have no reading comprehension. So God bless. And shout out to the haters literally. who try throwing Bible verses at Allison. Good fucking luck. Allison's Dude. God herself and she knows the verses. Dude. Okay. Listen, I have space for a healthy debate about how people have interpreted stuff, but this person had literally interpreted like the use of the word pride in the Bible verse this individual sent was like, don't be boastful. It was like, don't be proud. And he's like, see, the Bible is anti-pride. I'm like, okay, first of all, like pride is associated with the LGBT community <laughs> did not exist in 100 BC, for goodness sake. I'm like, what are we they doing? They were just allowed to be gay, actually. That's a story for a different day. <laughs> all right so shout out to those of you who had those awesome jerseys loved 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 seeing those um and if any of you want to share any more of that we'd love to see those two kudos to y'all um for keeping the faith all right here we go speaking of the pride tape is where we want to start uh this question this is one of our first five comes from the ghost of corinne i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly um and this is her comment or their comment i should say excuse me If you're doing follow-up about it, would love to know your thoughts on the Pride Tape ban in relation to this rule. Um, There is a note here that this is from the 2122 rule book. Um, And if it affects the ability to enforce the Pride Tape ban, if this is part of the the Players Association, no comment. Um, And this is rule 10 sticks, players stick. The stick shall be made of wood or other material approved by the league. 
and must not have any projections. Adhesive tape of any color may be wrapped around the stick at any place for the purpose of reinforcement or to improve control of the puck. Sarah, you've been closest to this topic. Any reaction you want to share at this time to that rule and your interpretation or anything you might know the league may have been thinking about this rule? Yeah, I'm not a lawyer, but I think if the league in started enforcing a new rule, this would negate this rule, unfortunately. I love how hard we are looking into the rule book and trying to find ways to negate this and loopholes and stuff. But I, I do think it's even a stronger message if the players say F you, there is a rule against it now because there is, unfortunately. But we're going to take the fine. And do we even know what the repercussion is yet? I've been asking around and we don't know what the mystery repercussion would be. So until I'd then fine. Yeah. How much? Yeah. But did you see Brian Burke came out and I and I think he said he would play pay players fines i don't know if that actually ends up working but yeah he is awesome i'm sure he will but yeah the thing is i mean i said what i had to say on that there's a new rule now unfortunately but the players can say a few all right moving on uh this was another one of our first five by my calculations and this came from marvin foster flutter 3a shana i don't know if we know this yet but maybe you have some thoughts uh, this was directed specifically to you. What does the landscape of quote unquote TV coverage of the PWHL look like? Yeah, we don't know that yet. There's a lot of things we don't know. We don't know arenas. We don't know team names, logos. There's a lot to be done still. My thought is that the PHF had a nice deal with ESPN Plus that I think we can all hope will continue here. And I would assume some sort of TSN coverage will happen in Canada. They've had women's coverage, I believe, more so than Sportsnet. Uh, as long as we don't have doorbell cams and things like we'll be on the right track. But it feels like I feel like having the ESPN package before is kind of precedence for you uh, for women's hockey here. And then when we get to the playoffs, maybe we'll see a little bit more like simulcast on cable. So that would be my guess. And I think that would be the most convenient, honestly, because it's staying on the same um, streaming service as the NHL is probably a good thing for general hockey fans. Right. You go college hockey, women's hockey. Um, college hockey for men and women women's hockey for this and then men's hockey for the NHL like that seems like a smart place to start but we'll see Sarah Marvin also would like to know what is the best neighborhood restaurant in Boston yeah I saw this and I struggled with the question neighborhood restaurant because what neighborhood there are several neighborhoods I think you mean probably casual and known to or popular in one neighborhood I don't know. My boyfriend took me to Waverly in Charlestown a few weeks ago, and that seemed very neighborhoodly. It was very much a grandma living room type situation, and the food was delicious. So I checked that out there. There's no TVs, but I don't really know what you mean by neighborhood restaurant. All right. Uh, This is one near and dear to my heart, Um, and this is from Edie Ryan 9. Um, Here we go. Shayna and Sarah, what will be the piece of Bedard coverage that will finally put you over and make you sick of seeing it, Shayna? You know what? This this is what will get me, and it's not going to be Bedard necessarily. It's with everything. When we are watching broadcasts, ESPN specifically, and they split the screen to show players getting off the ice and onto the bench, 
instead of focusing on the play at hand, will drive me up a wall. That is where I will finally say, take the camera off Bedard for 30 seconds. Just focus on the fucking game. But that that's it. It's not going to make me sick of Bedard. It's just the one time I'm going to tell you to get the camera off Bedard. Well, she had the question specifically said sick of seeing That's a loophole. So it's not a Bedard. It's sick of seeing the coverage. Okay, Sarah, do you have an answer? Maybe a retrospective redemption arc for the Blackhawks. Mm. Like when he they win the cup with Bedard, it will be like he brought this helpless franchise back to life. It's like the franchise is still at fault for everything that happened with the Kyle Beach case. And you don't want to eradicate that or play revisionist history just because this guy who, again, it's not his fault. He's on the Blackhawks now and he's going to try his best and going to bring the franchise back to life. But you have to remember the past that got you here. That's a more thoughtful answer. I copy that. That's a good answer. I like that a lot. Okay. Um, This one is obviously for Sarah, although I do believe that there was an actual name in here, but we'll open it up. Sarah, you can go first. Sean Woodguy wants to know, was there any specific thing or event that got you invested in the analytics (laughs) of hockey? Um, knowing I could stay home and <laughs> do my job at home, <laughs> not really, but obviously talking to you guys and the way you both make it accessible and fun and you don't gatekeep it, but you're so truly smart. People can make a very hard concept easier to understand and people that are faking it and want to look smart, we'll just show you a chart that I can't interpret. So I think listening to you guys and having the inside scoop as it pertains to you guys has made me interested in it. Aww. You know what? I don't know that I actually know this answer. Was there a specific thing or event that got you invested in analytics? I think um, what got me like really looking into it myself was proving Anton Strollman was good for everyone. I feel like every nerd has a player, right? That it's like, it's this player. And I remember arguing that Anton Strollman was actually good when he was with the Rangers. I didn't like him before he was with the Rangers, um, but he had like a tough start and I thought he just started crushing it, but it was numbers that weren't going to pop up. And then after that, I started looking into it myself and that got me into it, but like working in it, I mean, that was a little bit more of a build, but it, that's how I learned it. I was looking on like, War on ice charts and stuff to be like, look, look, this is how you know. And then you start like researching and learning about it. And then you read smart people who are doing it and you're like, oh, this rules. I want to do that. So I've told my story a couple times. Um, but my first driver was watching a game and watching a skater send a puck towards the net and me thinking that that was an event that mattered and not seeing it tick up on the shots on goal on the scoreboard and saying there needs to be more that we're looking at here. And that was right around the beginning of the analytics revolution. And so I found found the nerds online um, and started digging into that. And they were all so welcoming and gracious and awesome. And people like Andrew Thomas and Sam Ventura and so many others, Micah Blake McCurdy, Alex Mandrecki, um, Brian Stimson, who I think we all miss so much in the public sphere, right? Yes. So many great people. Um, but I... I did actually kind of have a player too in the midst of me trying to prove that a woman could write about hockey. The numbers were helping me make my case, but my player was actually Cam Atkinson because people were comparing him to not being as good as someone else. And they were going straight point totals. And so I was like, but that doesn't make sense. If we looked at his point production per game, because he missed these games because of an injury. And that was when I also started to kind of dig in a little bit more. So that was a good player to have it as like your jumping off point. I agree. I agree. We 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 stand Cam Atkinson. 
Um, all right, we have quite a few more. Let's pick um, one more fun one. And there's one that a bunch of people wanted to know. Um, let's see, Tough Call Pod wanted to know, Sarah, I'll have you go first. Do you think the NHL should find a way to do a March Madness style playoff schedule, kind of like the bubble playoffs? No, I don't. Sorry, but I don't understand how that would work without a million more teams added in. And it could be a fun experiment, but at this, I don't like fucking with people's money or fucking with people's careers by just changing something to be a money grab for the owners. I want players to have something as uniform and something that they can expect as possible, unless there's more thought put into it other than just, this would be fun, you know? Dana? I think with like the bubble in mind, there's a way to do the play. I don't love the idea of like a play in tournament for the playoffs, but I think there's a way like a middle ground. And I think it would be maybe like you have three and three from each division and then um, playoff seeds seven, eight, nine, ten play a best of three each to earn the last two spots into the playoffs. I could get very into that. I think that would be super fun to have. I think it would, you know, like bring up the drama and then the playoffs officially start. I guess that's that awkward. Is it postseason? Is it not? conversation which was the case in the bubble too but i think if you do that you need to take off i don't know five to ten games off the regular season like a 72 game season you do that and then you add in three playoff teams and you really space it out and then you give all the rest of the playoff seeds like a little more of a break that could work for me but otherwise i don't think so all right so let's wrap it up with this one this question came from a lot of people including our dear friend of the pod, Piper Shaw, who said we must answer this. Um, but people who also posted it to us were friend of the pod, A. Pritch 61, who's been a long-standing friend of the pod. Um, and then also Sean Woodguy, uh, let's see, is this right? Did I get it? Yes, Sean Woodguy asked it too. Um, and that is, my friends, we've talked about it enough. It's only fair that our listeners and friends turn this back around on us. What would your goal song be, Sarah? Devil is a Lie by Rick Ross. That's a good one. That's fantastic. Shana? I wish I thought about this one more. I feel like I would probably go like 90s, something like 90s and poppy. But I could also see like Call Me Maybe being a banger of a goal song. Like, I think that one would be fun. But I would definitely want to go more like of like the Spice Girls variety. I'd have to think about that. So I thought about it. And I thought about it and I have three answers. So if I was being hip hop popular trendy, it would be Bejeweled by Taylor. But if I was going retro, which I think is ultimately the better call, it would be Freedom 90 by George Michael. I think that would be. Ooh, I've never heard call. that. And I love George Michael. I have to Ooh, listen. You've heard this. Yeah. You've heard this. You've heard I'm sure this. I have. This was the one with the music video with all the supermodels in it. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then, because I was challenged, I was asking a very far, smart friend of mine, um, and they recommended the song. And then I started Googling. Y'all, there is a song by a British, I believe they're British band, called Boy Better Know. And the song is called Too Many Man. What? Oh <laughs> and it's saying, and it's about a club, in fairness, but it's like, there's too many men up in here. We need more women. Oh, oh my God. Like, you know, whenever one of us makes it to the pro leagues, it's coming. Yeah, out. when we make it to the pro <laughs> leagues, oh, I would be one of those people <laughs> that 
that uh, changes their goal song every year because I feel like it would be so hard to land on one. And that's like the tough thing. I feel like Jeff Skinner every year nails it, but then he comes out with something better that that's how like I would want to be. I'd want it that everyone's like, oh, this is a banger. I hope she scores 40 goals. And then the next year I'm like, well, I'm scoring 50 and this song's even fucking better. And if I had a really bad season, I'd change it. But Tajay kept fishing in the dark and probably because he had a monster season last season. Which I told that's a, that's a superstition I can completely understand, right? Yep. You're gonna keep your yep. whole game day routine the same. You have to keep your goal song the same, and then mm-hmm. it's one that will become synonymous with you as your career goes on. Like that's cool, hundred percent. Well, thank you all to those of you who submitted questions for the mailbag. We still have some others. We'll keep this list going. It's in our agenda, and we'll get through them all eventually. Please keep sending them in using the hashtag TMMail. It's cute. Sarah came up with it. We love it. Um, But we'll do this on a monthly basis. And again, for these people, at Corinne FTW, at Flutter3A, at Apritch61, at Sean Woodguy, and at MJ Hill, if you will please email us your mailing address, we will get you a roll of pride tape as promised. Hi, Rangoon. All right, y'all. It is time to end our podcast with our very favorite game and this is a good one we have a fuck mary kill nomination from one of our loyal listeners urbanist steve who steve you're lucky this is so good because we might hate you a little bit because steve shares with us that he came up with this nomination on his hawaiian vacation um but here we go sarah are you ready to go first in our game Mm -hmm. here we go here we go all right the best time zone in which to be a sports fan, your options are East, Central, or Pacific. I'm marrying the Central because it is Central and is as much as I think it's so bizarre and I can never get used to Central time zone. Everybody who lives in Central time zone must think the inverse, that that's actually amazing because they get the best of the Pacific and the best of the Atlantic. And I am going to kill the Pacific because I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But the thought of waking up for NFL football at nine in the morning is so weird. I know some people see that as a plus. I would talk to Jesse Granger, the biggest Golden Knights starter for the Athletic, about this once. And he was just raving about how awesome it is. I'm like, no, I like to show up to brunch at noon and watch the games. Like, I'm not waking up and being rushed at 9 a.m. And then I will... Uh, everybody's home (laughs) i will fuck the east because of the east coast bias that's perfect shana go ahead i actually i think i fully agree on all of those like um i understand for i would fuck the east because i personally like the seven o'clock starts here i like having a full night of hockey because i feel like it's it's easy. Like your game ends at nine 30, then there's going to be more. It'll fill up the night because sometimes like the game ends and you're like, now what? Like, I like that. It's like on a Saturday night, you have a full night. That is you're out. You're doing whatever. There's hockey on the entire time. And also I'm not a morning person, so I wouldn't want shit too early. I'll have to kill the Pacific. I cannot imagine eating wings for a one o'clock start. That is a 10 a.m. Start on a Sunday. The whole vibe of football Sunday would change. That would be like a breakfast brunch thing, which is not my vibe at all. I don't like breakfast or brunch. I I want to eat like a shit pig and rot on my couch all day. I need regular hours for that. And I will marry Central. Yeah, you get the best of both worlds. Like the late games are a little bit later for you. I mean, they end a little earlier for you. So that must be nice. 
because not everyone wants to stay up till one to watch and, you know, feels like a, a good middle ground, like starting football Sunday at 12. That's also nice. Um, yeah. And also the Pacific time zone would probably actually kill me during tennis season for like the French Open and Wimbledon. It's hard enough here on the East Coast. I would die. All right. Well, you're both wrong. I will <laughs> marry the Pacific because it is a revelation. And P.S. By the way, you don't have to eat wings at 9 a.m. You have a delightful brunch. It is a revelation brunch. to get up and have sports and then not be exhausted going into the start of your Monday. It is a revelation that you can watch East Coast sports and then go out to dinner and then go out and have a great evening. And it's a revelation that you can see basically everything. You don't have to stay up till one or two or three in the morning just to make sure you stay up to, up to beat with everything. I adore it. It's a gem. It's awesome. But what about the people who commute home at five o'clock and there's already a hockey? Like, I yeah, feel like so you, you miss so much. But again, if there were ways to help put together a catch up service, this would be fine. This but it's true. You can, there are ways, there are ways around it. All right. I'd rather miss one hour of something and catch up. Maybe you set your DVR and fast forward through the commercials versus missing sometimes an entire slate of West Coast games because you're on the East. Um, now, in total illogical form, I will fuck the East because the East just is very clearly, you're just shifting all that back. And that's a known entity. So it's all after work and you do stuff beforehand and then you do sports and then you stay up as late as you need to or want to or can. And then you go into your next day missing what you missed. Central, I'm going to kill because I know Central seems to make sense, but the math of it always screws me up. I'm never clear what time it is in Central. I'm never clear what's going on. So I'm going to kill Central. West Coast, best coast. Best coast. That's it. <laughs> all right. Well, we thank you all for listening to us once again. We're so appreciative of you spending your time with us as always you can interact with us online we are at two underscore much underscore man on the twitter and on instagram on blue sky we are two hyphen much hyphen man and we'd love to hear from you including those mailbag questions please use the hashtag tm mail to let us find them as easily as possible if you'd like to support the too many men podcast in other ways you can get some merch too many men merch dot where we have all kinds of stuff, Biddo News gear, Pride gear, Torts gear, all kinds of gear there for you. Check it out. Um, we do not make any money from that. We turn all those funds around and give them to great organizations who we have support for because they do what we ask you to do, no matter how big or small a way, whatever you can, to make sure that hockey truly is for hey everyone. We will talk to you soon. Shout out to Shabs and Justin. Love you. Bye.